0: And welcome back to episode 69 of the weekly tech ramp with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Hang on, Carl. Wait for it. I'm back. (laughs) Where did that come from? (laughs) Ah, a little toy I've been playing with here. Yes, in the famous words of Arnie, not I'm, but we're back. It's 2022, the first show of the year. So, Carl, did Santa bring you any uh, fantastic little goodies in his uh, festive sack of fun well, for your I got some, some nice presents,
1: yeah. I got, a, I got more Lego, being a big kid that I am. Got, <laughs> I, I got a that. McLaren Senna in Lego, so I've finished building that one. Got some light kits to pimp up my Lego. How about you, Jay?
0: Well, I too got Lego. There's a theme here, isn't there? Um, <laughs> no, we I, like Lego. <laughs> I got the uh, the Fender Stratocaster uh nice have you built that yet not yet no i actually as we speak i'm looking at the box here still on the table next to me it is a fantastic kit um i also got one of the um lego portraits and if you've seen those a big it's like um i want to say about what's that 24 inches by 24 square yeah i've seen some iron man ones i think some like marvel ones this one, is one you can. It's got like, uh, it's got how many? I can't remember. It is. I think it's three by three, so, so squares on it. Um, yeah. But you can either make them into, I guess, individual patterns, or, or or all of them combined make a picture. And the picture on this one in the instructions is you. Um, oh God! What's the name? You know the astronaut out uh, the Lego movie um you know the old yeah but uh yeah it looks pretty good um but of course you know the one present i did get Carl. you know full well because you, you were involved in it somehow um <laughs> no no definitely not <laughs> Is i have joined the drone club have i not you So have uh, indeed i have finally joined the drone club with my uh, dji uh, mini 2 and what a fantastic bit of kit that is i have to say it's uh i get the hype
1: <laughs> your very lovely wife did reach out to me and ask for recommendations
0: uh, she did so she she did tell me Hey, head side apparently had to thank you as well so that was uh why i did that <laughs> but yeah it's a fantastic bit of kit and i've not had a chance to get as much as i was hoping but um uh weather has not been great with...
1: and drones and rain don't really mix
0: no not at all no but i did get some a little bit of video didn't I? that i sent out to you some shots of that and yes the, look good. the camera on it is fantastic i um absolutely blown away by the quality of it and how easy it is to fly isn't it i shocked. it is how... just you let go of controls and it just stops
1: and hovers What if it's done it just stops dead it's tracks and hovers until you give input
0: yeah the one thing that obviously they obviously, that you used to us, oh yeah have a go with the sport mode
1: yeah <laughs>
0: what's that about object detection turned off
1: everything's turned off but it goes a lot faster
0: <laughs> oh it did go fast and then i realized there was a tree but anyway yeah <laughs> <port, a> <laughs> but on that note we have got a fun packed and busy show for you today so as i said it's the first show of the year and uh, we've uh, got a few stories lined up ready to go next week we'll be having our ces special so over in vegas at the moment is the somewhat cut down um covid i don't want to say covid friendly but uh covid (laughs) affected ces um yeah lots of people have pulled pulled out haven't they there were a lot of people that pulled out from that, you're right. But uh, it's still ongoing. I think, as you say, you were telling me it runs uh, until next week, doesn't it? I think, is that right?
1: So is it the end of this week or early next week it finishes?
0: Yeah, and we've been picking up some stories. You've certainly been bookmarking uh, quite a lot of stories there uh, for <laughs> us to look at. So we'll be covering next week as a CS special on some of the big news that are coming out it, And we may have a couple of films uh, to talk about as well. But let's get this week under roll then. So then, Carl, the first story of this week is one from our friends at the uh, Taiwan Semiconductor... Ta- I can't... I've forgotten what the acronym stands for.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a oh, good question. It's gone.
0: You know, this is, this is what happens when you have a holiday, isn't it? You know, you, we have a break and we go away. Taiwan uh, Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. That's what. Or or, or, or or, as most people know them, TSMC. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. No one knows I, the real name.
0: What's this? I'm sure we this podcasting thing, we've been doing this for a while now, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yeah just a tad. <laughs> this is this is season three for us, year three. We should <laughs> yes, know this I... by now. We talk about them enough.
0: Yeah. So, TSMC. So why are they in the news this week? Well, Bloomberg and uh, Times uh, have published articles that are showing um, that over a quarter of the revenue of TSMC is made up by just one company. And yes, there are no guesses for who that might be. Hang on, wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. It's, yes, Apple. Look, this sound deck, I'm loving it. Um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> Apple Apple makes up 25.9% uh, of the revenue at TSMC. Uh, apparently none wow. of that, and that's, I don't think any of the other customers uh, are even close to that at all No, we've
1: got MediaTek coming second at 5.8%. All other clients are
0: uh, under 5% and this again we've spoken about last year at length this is a very clever play by apple with what could only be really i guess seen as playing the long game wasn't it and i don't know whether they had foresight or whether it was just good planning you know on their on their side around you know the m1 business and also not just that but the a A chip business as well uh in, in ensuring that their products were available in the stores isn't it definitely
1: definitely but um yeah, I mean, that might change. Obviously, we've got Intel ramping up, haven't we? Uh, They've contracted uh, TSMC to... Are they, TSMC are doing the,
0: the ARC GPUs, aren't they? They are indeed, which the first one has... has already leaked, hasn't it, this week?
1: Yeah, um, so they're, they're doing those, and I can imagine them start to farm out more and more CPUs as Intel really turns more into, I suppose, ARM, you know, a development company rather than a manufacturing company. So,
0: I think- yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's where they're going, is not it? That's, to be fair, yeah,
1: you're right. It is, and that be good for TSMC. Yes, it's great Apple are basically a quarter of their revenue, but that's a lot of eggs in one basket if Apple suddenly decides to go, you know what, we're going to go with someone else. That's a lot of money to lose. If they start to balance it out with another big cu- customer like Intel, I think that'll be better for them.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if that is the, the, the play here, isn't it? You know, they will want to do that. And I wouldn't be surprised if Apple do have other vendors in their back pocket but at the moment there aren't really many vendors outside of TSMC who could uh, provide the the scale that they need no that's it and uh,
1: and the advancements they need i'd probably say tsmc are probably what, one of the most advanced semiconductor manufacturers in the world oh uh, easily easily i uh, imagine samsung's probably up there how close they are i don't know uh but yeah does samsung have the capacity that tsmc do no
0: no, and I think you're right. the The Intel play here is definitely the, the big news, isn't it? Because Intel want to gain more traction, um, in the market space, and they obviously yep. want to reduce the the nanometer size as well of their their chips. And you know, since Pat Gelsing has come back, things have improved. You know, they've had more clarity and transparency, I should say, as well around the yep. whole seven nanometer piece, wasn't it? That they doing uh, and now really we're looking at the race aren't we to you know three and two nanometer and really beyond that um and yeah you know i think the to, to, i don't know whether it pack it, it was last year there was he was quoted as someone that he thought he could win back the intel business isn't it and
1: uh, the, the now, apple business yeah
0: yeah sorry apologies yeah the the mm. apple business and the reality of that was he isn't going to happen at all but no can i think that can they gain a bigger market share in the consumer and the prosumer space that the, the inter, uh, sorry, the AMD have chipped away and and grown. Yeah, possibly they Don't, could do. But possibly, it's me.
1: all heating up. There's a lot more new announcements at CES, which we'll talk about next week on uh, on the the war between Intel and AMD, aren't we?
0: Yes, that that uh, <laughs> battlefield has definitely Heated definitely up. reignited, hasn't it? You know, it was very calm for a while, but yeah, that's uh, there's been some fighting talk. <laughs> <laughs> there certainly has. Right so talking of apple then oh god the oh this is just again i don't new year new year old stories isn't it really i have to say on this point do you think
1: yeah i mean the cma are just waging war against anyone with a pulse i think uh <clears throat> so they've uh, they they've just finished their report haven't they into um into apple and google and their duopoly on the mobile market um uh, yeah, so they basically concluded that um, uh, it's extremely difficult for any other firm to enter and compete meaningfully with a new system in, in the mobile market. And as such, you know, they get, they, they've they got some recommendations before they take possible further action.
0: And, and just for anybody that has forgotten who the CMA are, so the CMA is the, the Competitions and Markets Authority in the UK who regulate um Mergers, uh, they regulate the industries, don't they? Around, you know, as you say, uh, monopolies and and commissions, and yeah, they pretty much. I don't know whether they got a budget increase last year or whether or not they need Spend to justify. Their, they needed to justify their existence, but yeah, they are waging war, aren't they, on everybody? But so, so what is? I mean, you, this point though, about you say around the, the the duopoly. Yeah, you're right. They do have a duopoly. But the thing is, though, it doesn't help if you ban half of the other handset manufacturers uh, that come out of one particular country um, from, well, yeah. from accessing. You know, that's, yeah. that's not going to help anybody, is it? Let's be honest. It's confusing. So are, are they talking about the
1: operating systems? Because well, obviously Apple do the, the hardware and the OS, and no one else can do either. But Google just do the OS. And obviously uh, the uh, Associated uh, app stores—they don't do that. Well, they do their own hardware, but majority hardware is made by someone else.
0: I think, I think in this instance, based on some of the the what some of the actions that, that were in the report, which I am sure you are going to talk us yeah. through in a second, I think when you look at those and you interpret them, it's operating system and app store rather than yeah rather than handsets, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's probably a good segue <laughs> into what those actions were, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so the kind of report sets out a range of actions that could be taken to address these issues. So uh, some of them are a bit, what? But anyway, no, they, no, they no. want to make it easier for users to switch between iOS and Android phones when they want to replace a device without losing functionality or data. So well, yeah, I understand the data one. Let's make it easy to port between operating systems. Okay, that's, that's a fair one. I think that's a good one. But functionality?
0: I mean, what if I, the other OS doesn't have that functionality? Well, yeah, but actually, and also, I mean, both of those, both of those vendors do do give you a tool, they do. don't they, to um, port, port or, across your data? Yeah, uh, how you want to describe it? Uh, and they're both; they were quite keen for you to do that because they then make sure that the the right apps are identified, don't they? They late. they set up ways to transfer yep. uh, contacts and other things. So you know, it's not like they're not doing that because they, they want all the business, don't they? So you know. But, yeah, I mean,
1: how easy do these guys want it? Yes, those apps are, I suppose, a little more technical. Are they saying they want you to say, I'm moving to Google, Apple, can you just put the data for me? Or, or the other way around? What exactly are they saying? They haven't really gone into detail there.
0: No, I'm not entirely sure. I think, you know, like you say, do they want a one-step shop where you press a button and all of a sudden it magically appears on the other device? I mean, it does get a little bit yeah. wishy-washy, doesn't it, in that sense? It's it's not like you. So where's the argument then? So I'm a Windows user, and now I've got a brand new Mac. I'd like to port everything, please. Yeah, you know it doesn't work like that. No, uh, yeah, PCs, you or Macs,
1: or move to Linux, and you just back up your data and move it across, reset up your apps. Quite often yeah. there aren't apps. You know, a lot, when I've tried Mac before, a lot of the Windows apps I use day to day aren't available on Mac, and I'm sure you use Mac mostly. There are quite a few apps on the Mac that. Just aren't available on Windows, so you have no. to find alternatives. But that's your job to do because you've decided to do the switch. It isn't Apple's job to figure it out for you or Microsoft's
0: job. No, not at all. It, you know, it's your <clears throat> your you've yeah. As you say, you've taken that upon yourself. That's what you choose to use. Therefore, you have to make the compromises um, to to do yeah. that. Isn't it? No one is forcing
1: yeah. you to change to another platform. If you decide to make that choice, then you need to take some of that work yourself
0: what nobody nobody paid you to use this this phone
1: no no no, i wish but no (laughs) okay so point two uh, and this is another but it's kind of relevant to what's going on around the world with apple and monopolies and uh, app stores so they want to make it easy to install apps through methods other than the app store or play store including so-called web apps well I, i don't know about android but i'm pretty sure it's the same Apple have the idea of web apps. You just say, pin to the home screen, it puts a shortcut there. They're called web clips, aren't they? They are indeed, yes. They are. Uh, But yet, there aren't any other app stores. And obviously, there's a lot of fighting talk about that at the moment from regulators around the world. No one's stopping you on Google doing that, though. No. You can sideload. You can add the
0: Amazon store or other third-party stores and just install the apps to your heart's content. But also, is that a web app in a web clip or is that a full HTML5 web app? You know?
1: But either way, it runs in the browser and you just put a shortcut to it. It's no different yeah, to me I... having a shortcut to Google to my desktop on Windows.
0: No, no, not at all. No, you're right. It's a, very, it's a valid point. And quite a lot of the apps in the app stores are just wrappers for websites anyway. So what? Give me, what's the next one? Because at the moment, I'm not convinced that. <laughs> I do
1: wonder if anyone at the CMA is actually slightly technical or not.
0: Well, I was um, just coming to that, but you beat me to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Enabling all apps to give users a choice of how they pay in-app for things like game credits or subscriptions rather than being tied to Apple Google's payment systems. Mm-hmm. Again, we've, we've seen this, haven't we? It's, it's all Relevance, going for the course yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So they're just chipping that in because everyone else is. Um, the last one, making it easier for users to choose alternatives to Apple and Google for services like browsers, in particular making sure they can easily switch so, set which browser they have as default. They're already there.
0: Yeah, this isn't new. This, all well, certainly of this been... for
1: Google's way more uh, free on that. Any app you can set as default. If you've got a calendar app, you can set it as calendar, email, browser, blah blah. blah. Actually, Apple more restrictive, well, but well, yeah. But to be fair, they have allowed you to now, <laughs> but only limited browser and email.
0: Granted, for example, granted.
1: I, the other day I was browsing in Safari. I wanted to watch the. NVIDIA keynote for CES. And it says, click this link to create a calendar invite. Of course, I'm not using the default calendar, am I? I'm using the calendar in the Outlook app. No way of me getting it in there. No. Uh, so I basically had to go and manually create it with all the details and find the link and add that in. It was a bit of a faff, but I like, should have been so easy to set a default calendar. If you're going to do email, why would you not do calendar and contacts as well? They kind of go hand in hand with email.
0: Yeah, no, that's a valid point. But uh, again, though, that is if we if, if I was reading this, let's just say three years ago, I'd say to you, yep. oh these, yeah, 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 spot on, spot on. But now I'm not. <laughs> I don't think these are solid arguments. Maybe maybe I'm just maybe I'm biased. I, you know, perhaps I am, but I just don't feel that they're solid arguments.
1: No, not at all. And yeah, this is no final decision or anything. You know, uh, nothing's going to happen now. They're still consulting on its. You know, on the their their initial findings and their welcome responses by the seventh of February, twenty twenty two, and then they'll be continuing with the second half of the study. and Expect to issue final re- report in June. So who knows what the second part is? Maybe they're going to get competent IT people in to have a
0: look. I do. The question I have here is, what is the effect on consumers? You know, because I'd be very curious to get them to poll a random set of consumers to actually say, "What are you <laughs> how upset are you?"
1: Yeah, and i I think as techies ourselves, we get more upset about things because we like to do it our own way and want to think a bit different, but the majority of consumers can probably barely use their phone. I mean, if my parents are any example, you know over a certain age, <laughs> my parents have enough trouble texting, let alone doing anything like setting a default app
0: but you know, and I don't think they'd ever pay for an app either no you know in a funny kind of way, if you go back ten years, yeah.
1: What, 2011, yep, 2010, that kind of thing, or or 12 even. Sorry, we're in 2022 Uh, now, but yep.
0: Okay, let's go back a little bit further. Let's go back 15 years to be a bit more, because iPhones have been around quite a lot longer than actually you give them credit for 2007, yep. So let's go back, you know, 15-odd years, right? Yep. The prevalent devices were Nokia Symbian OS devices. BlackBerry. And BlackBerry. (laughs) I don't recall... The CMA, or or it wasn't the CMA, obviously back then, was it? Um, yeah, I don't recall anybody creating a fuss about the duopoly or the market. Basically, the the fact that Nokia and had owned the consumer market and BlackBerry yeah. owned the business market. There was no, and the fact there was situation? only
1: the well, there wasn't really a store, but um, <laughs> yeah. There was only one way to download apps. Uh, well, it wasn't yeah,
0: really even apps. I mean, BlackBerry, I mean, yeah, the apps on BlackBerry mm. was debatable. But, well, I mean, it's, nobody complained then, was it, that the choice was limited? No, no, definitely not. But again, it's the it's might I think the problem is, is the size of the organ, like the companies here, isn't it, you know? Well,
1: yeah, I mean, Apple, as we said the other day, they've just they just... I don't know, it's still over three trillion. I know they ducked back down, but they hit three trillion the other day, didn't they? I don't know what their value is at the moment.
0: No. But But yeah, they are getting big. Not to dwell too much here, because obviously we've got other stuff we need to talk about. I think the problem here, personally speaking, is that Apple, and Google to an extent, but Apple first, disrupted an existing market. They came in and did something differently to what other manufacturers were doing or vendors were doing at that time. And yeah. obviously Google, Android, close behind it, you know, followed a very disruptive yeah. place as well. The problem is, you know, nothing lasts forever, does it? So somebody yeah. else at some point will create something. But the problem is is that innovation is moving so quickly now that actually there are only so many ways to skin a cat, to, to use a bad analogy, isn't it? If you get what I'm saying, yeah. isn't it? What, yeah. At what point now do you innovate? Is it now almost, I wonder, that to innovate now is to remove the phone completely, isn't it? Is it? to, is, is, you know, like we've saying before, is.
1: Yeah, so we've talked about that one before, removing it and just having it built into AR, whether, whether yeah. you wear glasses normally or whether you put on a headset to do it or whatever it is, or it's beamed in by some transplant into your eyes, who knows? But some kind of augmented reality.
0: That's the thing. And I don't know. I mean, look, Apple will fall one day, you know, maybe not as in the company, but the, you know, the the iPhone will no longer be the The dominance. dominance Yeah. You know, it will happen. It's history tells you that. Whether that's in 10, 20, 50 years time, who knows, but it will happen at some point. Um, But it's going to have to be somebody coming into the market with something revolutionary, because at the moment, you know, if you look at the other operating systems that have tried and failed, the only one that comes to mind at the moment is uh, what's it, Samsung's Tizen which was, a, you know, and that was a fork yeah. of Android anyway. Um, yes. You know, no, you know and my, Microsoft tried it, but it was so terrible that they killed it. <laughs> you, know? you know, so you've got to be revolutionary, but look as we always say, it's a weekly tech rant we're allowed to have a rant and that's mine, you know so, <laughs> I'll let you close my- out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So as I said,
1: nothing's going to happen now. We won't get the final report till June twenty two. So bookmark that. I'm sure we'll come back with some interesting news.
0: I think we will definitely, definitely. All right, Carl. What we got next?
1: So Meta, aka Facebook, no um, <laughs> in evil. trouble
0: again. Oh, again, <laughs> so, surely, surely the story should be Facebook is not in trouble again. That would be that would be a headline.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Um. Obviously, we had the CMA telling them to ordering them to sell Giffy, Jiffy, Giffy. I, yep. uh, I don't know where we are on that one because I, I haven't seen them put the for sale sign up yet. But um, no, I think anyway, they're
0: probably dragging their heels on that.
1: I imagine so. So, but anyway, now it's the turn of the uh, Federal Trade Commission or the FTC. They're, they're currently looking into Meta's four hundred million deal to acquire Within, who a developer of um, a virtual reality workout app called Supernatural uh, for the Oculus. Uh, Quest platforms. Now, I've not actually heard of this because get fit. I don't really do that, let alone in virtual reality. That just makes probably won't even want to feel sick.
0: Easy now, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Hang on mean, a minute. I mean, I whoa, whoa whoa, no. whoa, whoa. I mean,
1: hey, come on! You're nearly sick, sitting stationary in the VR headset, driving a car. Imagine jumping up and down.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I,
1: oh, no. But anyway, um, the agency believes uh, that uh, the meta may. Um, Maybe use this to dominate the space and eliminate competition. So, but but the competition, basically. And, you know, they've done this before. You know, uh, the FTC are still investigating their acquisition of Instagram on WhatsApp for the, the, the same reasons, you know, dominating market position.
0: But this is, again, <laughs> this is typical Facebook action, though, isn't it, at the moment, is buy up the, the applications, rip the technology out of them, isn't it, repackage yep. it, and... Bundle it into another app or something. I mean, mean, Zuckerberg
1: was famous.
0: He famously said in the past, it's better to buy than compete. Yeah. And I guess if you've got deep pockets, it's easy, isn't it? But you, I mean, you still need somebody to say they're going to sell to you because obviously, unless it's a hostile takeover, you know, but unfortunately, money talks. Most people have a
1: price. I'm just going to say deep enough
0: pockets. Money talks. That's the problem, my friend, you know. And it is, and you know, this is, this isn't going to be this is not going to be the last. Uh, I don't think we're going to see of this, particularly with Meta. Uh, and, and like you say, the, the giffy, giffy, jiffy. It's is giffy, isn't it? I'm not going to say jiffy.
1: Jiffy yeah. no, is that what, isn't you what, what you, you use to scrub your kitchen with. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you know, th- you know that was that was four hundred million dollars. You know, uh, how much? I don't know how much was how much was this. I think it was the same money. This was four hundred million. Say. Yeah. You know, again, you know, this is, that's, it sounds a lot of money, but for these guys, that's chump change, isn't it? For what they could get out of it long term.
1: Definitely. And, you know, within, I imagine, probably not a huge company, might be a small team, 400 million is probably a lot. It might even be a one or two man band. I just don't know. They're laughing all the way to the bank.
0: Yeah, exactly. you know what? If I was them, actually... Well done. Oh. That's all I can genuinely say on that point. is 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 well done. You know because life changing money. Yeah, you know you created you've created a a product. You've created a great application that clearly people think you know is worth having. You've sold it to the devil, but that's you know that's your prerogative. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, these the way you know the way that Zuckerberg and, and Meta are trying to develop. The, I hate to say this word, the metaverse. Um, oh no! They, we should have. We should, I need to get a new sound effect, like bingo calling. Don't I? Um, <laughs> Buzzword bingo. Uh, you know, they're they're just going to keep buying these up because they're going to want to integrate them into into the metaverse because that's the only way they're going to be able to build the content quick enough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, odd one odd one again of why there's more to these definitely I think that you know because as you say there's no comment coming off the out of the FTC or within or meta so there's definitely more to this I think as well Yeah, perhaps than there's, than there's being publicly mentioned mm. right well from well one, this next one Oof. yeah so from one slightly dodgy story to perhaps one slightly more more concerning, and you know, for, I think for us, yeah. probably more of a serious story than we, we normally talk about.
1: Uh, yeah. and
0: this is this is a story, is it around concerning? Uh, actually, it was published by uh the Washington Post regarding Huawei. So, of course, Huawei don't just make um mobile phones, you know, obviously, famously no, no. in the west, you know, they've that's been the big story, hasn't it? Been for some years. Huawei pretty much make well, everything, don't they, in terms of infrastructure, yeah. they you know, whole a they whole think techie, line of, really. Exactly, whole line of infrastructure. Um, and it's been alleged. And I must stress alleged, because you know this is a report by a Western newspaper. But again, uh, the Washington Post says that it, it has seen or obtained, isn't it, uh, documents um, from Huawei's own public website. Well, as like I say, a public facing site that would appear that when they were translated, uh, that it's. Um, it... <laughs> Huawei have allegedly been involved in building technology capabilities for the, and again, I you know, I want to be careful how I say this, the, um, what have been described as labor and re-education camps and also yep. uh, surveillance capabilities in one of the regions of China. And what is being alleged here by the Washington Post is that Huawei's technology may have been involved or used in the persecution of certain ethnic minorities in China, which, if you're familiar with that part of uh, you know the world, uh, there is um, uh, well, what would be here in the West at least has been suggested, isn't it, that uh, China is. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, but I mean, you know, I don't want, I don't want to downplay this at all. But again, it's alleged persecution, is it, of, uh, it of is, a certain, yeah. uh, is it the Uyghur? I think I pronounced that correctly. Uyghur uh, Muslims, Muslims, who, yeah, who, who live in that area of China. And uh, there's been many news stories over the last few years around has, yeah. human rights violations of, of those people. Which, if true, and I think perhaps could be true. Uh, you know, again, you know, it's not for us to to say yes or not they are. But uh, the evidence certainly is is damning if, if that. But this yeah. isn't this isn't great news for Hawaii, but I don't know whether I'm surprised to be honest with you, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just no, not that, that they're is...
1: malicious, just the fact that the, how widespread their technology and platforms are. That yeah, it's bound to be. You know, one of their slides even said that Hawaii's products were the foundation of smart prisons, of, sorry, of the smart prisons unified platform.
0: Yeah, that's quite that's quite a telling statement, isn't it? You know, it is. I suppose Hawaii do a lot of IoT. Prisons, you know, locked gates, all that stuff is controlled by IOT. So it makes sense. Again, you know, this isn't, you know, and if you were to come over to the West, there are many companies here in the West that, you know, uh, that are public uh, companies that are famous, that make and use technology in certain areas. Um, You know, the one thing here, though, that was interesting in in this story, I should say, was around the work and the facial recognition systems, wasn't it, that Huawei had been working on? And And the voice recognition, yeah. China is absolutely famous for its facial recognition systems where you know that you are you can be walking through shopping centers railway stations and you know your face can be picked up scanned matched against your data you know your your i guess citizen data isn't it or whether you're a foreigner uh you know it can be criminality it can you know double check against uh other footage or surveillance information to to track you it was often said also i think that um in the UK, was probably it was it one time that most CCTV cameras in the world, but I would imagine China, I think it's still up quite, there, <laughs> but China's probably trumped that quite a bit, though. I think in their technology, capabilities. I so. but yeah, this it's sad to see this. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know, again, unsurprising given what Huawei do in terms of their technology stack, but yeah, it's it's not a nice story, though, is it, Carl?
1: No, not at all. Um, but so I it, say it's. It's all allegedly. There's been no comments from Huawei, or not surprisingly, the Chinese government. Um, but yeah, no? the, the information was <laughs> the information was found on Huawei's own website. Yeah, that's 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 a slightly ironic, thing, isn't it? Kind of shooting but, yourself in the foot, there.
0: Yeah, let's post this information. Brilliant, you know. And uh, hang on a minute. And there's obviously the fact that it's then pulled. It's obviously, been
1: uh, taken down now.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, unsurprisingly. Um, but you know. As we mentioned earlier, when we talk about the handsets, you know Huawei, along with several other Chinese companies, in fact, pretty much most major international Chinese companies uh, are obviously banned in the US, especially on federal business, aren't they? In terms of technology, they are, yeah. uh, And and access to American technology as well, Uh, obviously things like uh, Android uh, and other hardware. Uh, Because who is it? Which was it? Seagate? We were talking about or. It was the hard, one of the hard disk manufacturers, wasn't it? We spoke about a couple of weeks, a few months back, um, who were uh, found to be selling um, hard disk, weren't they, Oh, was Seagate, wasn't it? I think he I was now, Seagate, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of was circum... Well, I wouldn't say circumventing. They were breaching <laughs> the, the federal ban on, on Ooh, selling yeah. to China. Getting a little bit of hot water with that, wasn't it, you know? Oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, you know, but... Uh, these, there's a lot going on in China that I think obviously here in the West, we perhaps don't have the barely. full picture on. Of course. Um, and I, don't, I think perhaps we don't we don't just have the full picture. I think perhaps we don't obviously get you know, the detailed information and, it, and it's easy to speculate on what is going on. Now, you know, a lot of, when you get a lot of information that comes out of one place, you know, it's easy to say that, you know, there could be contradicting stories there, but I think it's you know fair to say, and in my personal opinion at least, is that what we've seen over the last few years from not just you know western media but other uh, other uh, you know sources around the persecution of the, the uigurs muslims is actually you know is, is happening but obviously from a chinese perspective it's a domestic issue and one that they don't want to or feel they no have no one else's yeah, business yeah with the western world uh, and that you know i think doesn't just apply to that but i think that applies to many aspects of uh, of the chinese um, government yeah, that's, you know, that's it, is what it is, isn't it? You know, I, we uh well, we not right to speculate on anything else there. I don't think it's easy, no,
1: no, as well. I suppose talking of China, um, a certain Chinese company, uh, Tencent, um, ah, oh, yes, who are huge, but they're acquiring people Slamfire, <laughs> yes, uh, the parent company of back for blood developer Turtle Rock Studios. Oh, now we don't know how much money they're paying because they left that out of the, the announcement, but um.
0: Yeah, it's really? interesting
1: to see. <laughs> <But> they, they, <laughs> but sometimes they didn't... you get it, don't you? Microsoft makes an announcement, we're buying uh, Bethesda for X billion or whatever. Uh, but yeah, not this time. But yeah, I didn't realise how many different game studios no. Tencent own. No, they're quite huge. Well, Obviously, they, they make got... all their own games, don't they? But they own quite a few other studios.
0: Yeah, well, Epic's the one that comes to mind, isn't it? Because they've got a big well, chunk 40%. of 40%. Yeah that's, yeah, that's huge. What, so they Epic, sent their
1: own what Riot Games. So who do League of Legends. They I've not heard of these guys, Timmy Studios, but they have the licensings for the mobile versions of things like Call of Duty, Honor of Kings, Pokemon. That's all okay. made by Timmy Studios. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see them buy uh, more Western developers.
0: There was the other actually. There is one other I remember, I, just, I remember seeing it in the notes, uh, Bohemia Interactive, who uh, make Armor and Daisy. Oh, in-
1: do they own them as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, and Remedy Entertainment as well. You know, Alan Wake and Control. Gotcha. They're the ones that are familiar. But, yeah, the other guys that I'm not familiar with, either. as you say, I hadn't come across those. But it's interesting to see, you know, clearly for the Tencent, gaming is not just, you know, it's an investment. There's big money to be here. Yeah. The worry, though, I think, is that, you know, the acquisition of, of these companies, does that mean that they'll continue to develop um, the same way? Or will it mean that, you know, they move to this kind of freemium version? Because like League of Legends, isn't it, that um it's freemium, isn't it? I think, isn't it? That's I think so, thinking.
1: yeah. It's one of those competition games, isn't it? That yeah, a lot of I mean, leagues play.
0: You could, I mean <laughs> you could flip the coin, considering what we were just talking about around, around the Chinese government. You could flip the coin and say, you know, like every other major Chinese international company, are they run by the Chinese government? Is this a is this a um You know, an infiltration deal. Yeah, you know, (laughs) infiltrating Western, you know, media. I don't know. Or is it?
1: I don't know. I mean, is it Tencent trying to move out of China? I mean, obviously, the China we talked before. The Chinese government cracking down on uh, well, young people playing gaming.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, Alibaba. I mean,
1: crack down on gaming as a whole in China.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's a whole thing around, isn't it? We we, we mentioned that, didn't we? We talked about it. Yeah, we did. So is this 10 buying
1: more Western studios and starting to shift their operations overseas so they're no longer uh, controlled by the Chinese government? Because obviously, if you're blocking down on games in China, and that's their biggest market, it's a lot of money to lose.
0: Yeah, it's a hell of a lot of money to lose. And I think you're right. I think that though, it's not just the gaming piece. I mean, the whole thing around China is... If you look at... So look at... Um, League of Legends. League of Legends is played, isn't it, in some of the esports. um, Yes, it is, yep. Things. China's cracking down massively on internet celebrities. So anybody that's celebrity that steps out of line gets a slap and disappears, and we've seen several For examples For a little of while, that. then
1: comes back a changed person.
0: Yeah, you know, they've, you know, very much, you know... You <laughs> been, know some would say
1: they've been re-educated.
0: Yeah, well, maybe they may maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, you know, so actually, you're right, maybe this could be a play to get the core businesses... And then maybe move, you know, other parts of that business into other, you know, other other countries. You know, obviously, Tencent I can't see would leave China, but yeah, I think TikTok's an interesting one, isn't it? Because TikTok's claim or ByteDance, I should say, claim that they are headquartered outside China, don't they? They, you know, in the US. Yeah,
1: they moved over. I suppose if, if you say if the Chinese government are cracking down on gaming, you're losing your your income. What income you've got now? You need to spend on, you know. Companies outside of China are going to continue to bring in an income stream for you.
0: They are, but Hence I think purchasing be...
1: people like you know Back for Blood developers.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you're right, and it's it's there's clearly money to be had there. Gaming is a multi billion dollar industry. Yes, and you know clearly for those developers, you know like Slamfire, getting or or, or was it Turtle Rock? I think sorry is the developer, but Slamfire, the parent company, getting yeah. that investment, you know it means that they can develop more games so you know in a funny kind of way yeah. actually this is good for gamers it's win-win. good for everybody else it's a win-win but yeah there is a the concern i suppose again you know trying to see but you know in a funny kind of way if you're in a, if you're in a, if you're in a let's say a non-western country and an american corporation comes in and buys a big chunk of york i suspect the fears are still the same aren't they you know
1: i imagine so yeah
0: but yeah, interesting Interesting to see. I wonder how many other acquisitions we'll see this year in, in that space.
1: It's a few, I think. I'm still wondering if Microsoft are going to buy an else big. Hmm,
0: I, given given <laughs> the way they were spending in the last couple of years, and though the there are contradicting, I think, rumours on how popular Game Pass is, I think they'll continue to invest in Game Pass as a loss leader, if that's the case, to drive yeah. the business, because as you know, to gain to, people are going to buy consoles or they're going to want to do cloud gaming, and to get day one access to AAA titles is going to be that door opener. And to do that, you either have to sign big deals or buy the developers, don't you? Yeah. Right then. So, uh, moving slightly away from those, <laughs> I guess slightly more serious topics for this week, you know, which is uh, yeah, you know, cheery subject. Oh, so we should have talked about this earlier, I think, when we were talking about TSMC. I forgot we had this. We should have done. We
1: should have shifted it around.
0: We should have shifted it around. So we mentioned earlier about TSMC and the Intel investment or Apple investment, really, I suppose. But it's not just TSMC that are out there in the semiconductor world, is it, really? IBM and Samsung have come out and made a press release on their latest uh, design, which I'm going to butcher this. The new vertical transport field effect transistors or VTFET design, which is meant to succeed the current FinFET uh, designs, <laughs> which is in use in most of the data chips. I may actually get that out. I didn't butcher it. You did. It. So, this is all around the transistors that are used in CPUs. And obviously, the whole concept of Moore's Law, isn't it? Is around how many transistors and, and how they double uh, yeah. with each um, iteration of, of chips, isn't it? So, this is around. A uh, new ways of effectively stacking, isn't it? Those those transistors, yeah, on stacking the them
1: vertically rather than side by side horizontally, so you know, allowing to fit more or more densely packed transistors than today.
0: Um, though interestingly, when both of the companies were kind of citing, oh, I guess you know, some of what what these could be used for, mm. and one of them was wasn't around like you know, super chips. Was it? it was it was batteries. <laughs>
1: It was like, yeah, was like, they were saying it could offer what was it a two times improvement in performance or an 85% reduction in energy use?
0: Yeah, so you could end up with having batteries that last a week, uh, instead so of, I suppose you know, that's it, not change. the battery itself. I suppose that's the making technology the, that's, the, 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 yeah, yeah, the technology use a lot less power. Yeah, um, and what was the other one? Was around, uh, the other, the other one was around oh, more cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency, cryptocurrencies and data encryption. Um, you know, very different yeah. subjects There, I feel. <laughs> like, I suppose uh, they're very
1: maths-focused, aren't they? But yeah, using a lot less energy intent, you know, uh, energy while doing cryptocurrency and that data encryption. Also, they're reciting more powerful IoT devices. I suppose IoT devices are really small, or meant to be small, so you have a bit more power into that small thing. Uh, why not? The last one was just out there, wasn't it? An even more powerful spacecraft.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, randomly like... So you just, can, ha- ha- just how are we spokes- measuring
1: powerful and spacecraft bigger rockets uh more computational power i presume they're talking about
0: I, I just yeah and again it's again i think it comes back doesn't it to that low power efficiency and you know because yeah. well, if you've got like a satellite or a probe that's out there in space you want it sipping the juice as opposed to guzzling it down you know, so, yeah, you know. won't be sticking
1: uh, on a, in, intel's latest processors in there
0: God no, can you imagine that? The plutonium bat yeah, we've we've added some plut- plut- plutonium onto it, you know. It should be for a good 20-year half-life, you know, of parenting things. Yeah, what have we made it? Ah, uh, yeah, we've we've made it to an i9 2600 k Oh Christ, it's only gonna last a week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll barely get it out of the Earth's
0: atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can just hear the I can hear the spokesman now. So yes, you know, we we fill this technology with power, you know, uh, phone batteries to, to go over a week. Uh, yeah, we see other ideas around cryptocurrency and data encryption. Yep, and we think your new rockets would work well too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're in talks with um SpaceX. I maybe so. I mean, you know, I was looking I was at um I was on Twitter the day, one of the Twitter accounts was fine, it was you know, the Voyager space probes. And yes. it was it was saying so there's a couple of Twitter accounts for for the Voyager probes. And it was saying how far away um they are. Um, you know, how many light years okay. away they were. Um and they're still going, you know, one of them is they're still getting, they're still getting, um, I think, transmissions from one of them. I can't remember which one it's, whether it's one or two. I'd you know, they've, they they've obviously, they've, that had a radioactive dish. Um, oh. And the, there was a dish in Australia, um, which is the only dish in the world that can talk to you Voyager 2. And it's been offline since March of last year um, oh. as they were rebuilding it. And hopefully, the, apparently, there uh, it should be back up online this February.
2: Oh, so what Voyager, transmissions
0: so, we will get. Yeah, so Voyager 2 has had no communication from Earth since March 2020. Um, oh, no, I tell you, sorry, I've just seen it. Uh, I, I missed the other tweet, sorry. Uh, October last year, uh, they managed to get, they got commands from it. So... 11 it's over i think nearly i think back in the year 2020 it was 11 plus billion miles away i think it's now closer to 15 billion miles away or something it's oh, absurd man, that's quite quite a distance it's absurd isn't it you know but yeah definitely you know low power efficient chips is definitely what we want considering um uh you know considering what's we it we've got uh, linux flying on them on mars haven't we with the helicopter and that you know oh yeah well, let's wonder if they get, talking of that, so if talking of Samsung then of building, you know, these new chips with the, the vertical sat- transistors then, yeah. maybe they might be able to improve their mobile processors because they've got the, might, new Exynos, well, the new Exynos 2200 then, um, again, yeah. snappy titles, which has been paired with... <laughs> the AMD RDNA 2. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the same processor
1: architecture they use in the Xbox Series S and S, PS5, or the new, oh, is it the RX 6000 GPUs, 600 GPUs? The, the latest GPUs. So yeah, they're putting that in a phone now. I mean, it's On clearly the, not the same GPU
0: yeah. because that would, how we wouldn't fit it in the phone. No, it's the sure. architecture, <laughs> yeah, but it's it. a scale
1: <laughs> down one. I imagine it's more similar to the GPUs that are coming in, AMD's latest 6,000 mobile chips, which we'll talk about more next week from the CES coverage. But yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, our US listeners, uh, sorry, you won't get this because you don't get the X and R's <laughs> in the US. You get Qualcomm chips instead. So, But if, you know, international phones will get it. So we will be interesting to see how all this performs against the latest Qualcomm chips.
0: Well, it is. So the 2200 range is going to be... Well, it's very likely that the under range will power uh, all of the new upcoming um, flagship devices from Samsung this year. So that's the oh, well, the, well, S twenty two, isn't it? The naming conventions. Is... Twenty two. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I Samsung have got uh, an event on the eleventh. By look at my notes, so I imagine we'll get a lot more juicy details at that point.
0: Yeah. So, but typically, Samsung have well, in the past, Samsung have usually done their unpacked events. Uh, around mobile world congress they have Um, yeah but um
1: after the last year's uh, yeah
0: yeah (laughs) who knows but um john prosser i did see something from john prosser when i was doing my research said that there's an s22 event on the february the 8th okay but again you know that's subject to <laughs> subject the whims to with samsung or not. yeah but yeah so typically you see that but yeah the yeah i mean again a bit like a bit like with the iPhones you know samsung and their s range what more can you do to them it's ca- it's cameras isn't it ultimately i think now with them cameras yeah, and screens exactly. that are the biggest
1: Sa- improvement samsung always put a lot of uh kind of wow stuff you go oh that's really cool and then you sit down and think about it and go yeah i'm never going to use that <laughs> a lot of their their software stuff <laughs>
0: It is. And then well then also what you find is is that then the following year a- Apple dropped the same technology and everybody yeah. goes, Wow <laughs> it's like, And Samsung like, uh, hang on a minute. Uh, and then we yeah. have the other thing is when and then we have well, then we then we have the other thing is when Apple uh, you know do something quite uh, revolutionary like pulling out the three point five jack for headphones, Samsung yes. laugh at them and then the following year they do it.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> this quietly is- delete the tweet.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. But
1: anyway. Well, yeah, talking about something so a bit more whimsical uh, before we get onto the rumor mill. Uh, did not see this coming, uh, I, I must admit. So TikTok... <laughs> no, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit... I, you could go with this because I haven't got a clue what's going on here. <laughs> so TikTok, not content with just being a video streaming site. And then now getting into food delivery.
0: I mean, do you use TikTok? I, I don't have TikTok installed.
1: Oh, I, no, I don't have it installed. i, I Occasionally you see a link on Reddit or Twitter to a video. But, yeah, it's not installed. I'm not cool enough, apparently, to have it. Uh, but, yeah. So, apparently, lots of people uh, are are videoing them making food, recipes, uh, whatever. So, TikTok have decided that they're going to be partnering, partnering with two companies called Virtual Dining Concepts and Grubhub to basically launch TikTok Kitchen. And the idea being they're basically draw upon the most popular viral food posts currently on TikTok. Which people can then basically have to delivered to their door via Grubhub.
0: Hmm. Hmm. So we watch a video of somebody making yeah. something, or, or or a company, perhaps I guess. Um, oh, maybe even individuals. Like, like, it wasn't just creators, is what they've called them. Okay, and then at the end of the video, there's a button that I press, and I can order my food.
1: Pop in your pop in your address, your credit card details, and get food delivered. Uh, obviously, US only uh not not anywhere else but us only but yeah it's kind of limited they have clarified they're not looking to get into
0: the restaurant business i think this is a limited marketing campaign so it's with but they they put it part so virtual what's it virtual dining concepts and grubhub isn't it that that are exactly the power of this and that virtual dining concepts apparently seems quite a big thing i mean that 20 million in series a funding last year. really okay so Clearly, you know there's a business here around this this thing. Um, apparently, they were they were they were, uh, they were founded in 2019 by uh, a restaurateur, and they've launched okay. several brands. So they own several brands like Mariah Carey's cookies, uh, the NASCAR oh. Refuel, uh, Buddy V's Cake Slice, and they partnered with Barstool Sports to create Barstool Bites. So clearly, it's around. Creating food, isn't it, from unique kind of food? Yeah, 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 yeah. But But,
1: uh, yeah, with as a creator, (laughs) if you if you work with TikTok and Grubhub and virtual dining concepts, and you know your your chosen food, well, it's chosen. uh,
0: You will get a cut of the profits as well. Yeah, I. You know what? People will make a lot of money off this. I think. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. I bet
1: there's some lovely looking food on there. But what metric they're using to decide what they're going to make. Oh, I don't know. They weren't that clear. But um, interesting. So hey, did not see this one coming.
0: No, you're right. Um, I'm just like... Still what slightly is... perplexed and baffled. <laughs> I am. And I'm like, what is the world? What? I'm not entirely sure what the world we're living in. I'm like, this is bizarre. But, you know, I'm an old man. TikTok doesn't work. I just don't do TikTok. So, uh, you, know, you know, that's I'm the problem. I'm just waiting
1: until me. uh, Meta do the same, but put tracking chips in the food so they can then track you everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it won't, be, it won't be tracking chips. It'll we nanites, won't it? <laughs> nanites, yeah, exactly.
1: So they can control you, read your thoughts. Oh, um, god! Yeah. Anyway, off on a tangent there. So, so let's hang on a minute. I, hang on, one. hang on, oh.
0: hang on. Wait for it, wait for it. So, uh, uh, by the way, this is what this isn't permanent. This is working motion. So the tech wrap rumor mill is back. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> oh dear. Um, Look. Caveat, I may change these sounds, but we're we're experimenting this week. It's good. I don't know. I kind of
1: like that. We need need a voiceover for it, really.
0: (laughs) So the Tech Round Rumour Mill is back for its first round in 2022. So, Carl, what have you got this week, then?
1: Well, uh, they're only small ones, I guess. They're rumours, so there's never that much information to go on. But uh, we've got some some upcoming information on the iPhone 14 and 15 around their, their cameras. So, uh... This has come from um, the guy whose name I always forget, uh, Mitchin Quo. Am I pronouncing that right? Possibly.
0: Mitchin Quo. Yeah, no. I think we've we've kind of settled on that haven't we? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're hearing rumours though. He he's corroborating that the iPhone 14 Pro will have a a new 48 megapixel camera. So up from the what the 12 megapixel on the current iPhone 13. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. So obviously Apple have historically kept with that 12 megapixel for. A very long time now haven't they
0: they have and this is you know we were talking about this before wasn't it around it, because yeah um, i've been looking at getting a new work phone and and for reasons that i was potentially looking at android wasn't i because of sort of cost implications and i was looking at the yeah, your budget
1: six. for the work phone yeah
0: yeah i was looking at the pixel 6 and um that's got a 50 megapixel camera and i was like god you know the iphone my is obviously i'm still well well we you are we're both we're still rocking the iphone 12 pro Yep. And that's only a 12 megapixel camera. And we were like, hang on a minute, but you made a really good point. And I think this is valid. It obviously isn't it? around this 48 megapixel camera. It's around the size of the image sensor, isn't it? As opposed yeah, to the actual how many individual
1: megapixel- pixels, isn't it? So Apple's kind of prefer fewer but larger pixels rather than having many more smaller pixels. And mainly because a larger pixel can bring in more light. So it means you get, uh, you know less noise in low light situations and quite a lot of situations you take photos in are low light you know we're not talking nighttime, you know out on the street we're talking like birthdays we blow out candles even in your living room you're not, you might have studio lighting there have you it's a lot dimmer more ambient
0: and I think that's the point. When I was looking, mm. doing a bit of research earlier on around the uh, comparative side of it, you know, there were some side by side pictures of the Pixel Six versus the iPhone Thirteen, and I was like, and the same with my iPhone Twelve. The low light capabilities of the iPhone are stunning. I, I'm shocked how good the low light on on the iPhones are, and the Twelve is good, but the Thirteen is is phenomenal. And the Pixel wasn't bad, but the Pixel colors seem quite muted. Comparative to the iPhone, and I think that also then comes down to the computational HDR that the iPhone does as well. Course, yeah, um, but the colors seem uh, to pop a bit more—not necessarily natural, but they seem to pop if you go, you know what I mean, on the iPhone. Yeah. Though interestingly, the natural light photo- photography on the Pixel, so like outside, you know, in in like you know, I don't know, a garden or something like that, if you get, one, they seem much cleaner pictures. Um, Compared to the iPhone, where the iPhone is almost trying to overcompensate. Um, okay. Yeah. So there's definitely, you know, there's definitely something in this, and I think you're right. You know, the image size, the image sensor size is key to everything. It's the same with you know, I look at my my DSLR, and mine's a mirrorless. Uh, you know, so it's basically the two thirds size. You know. Yes, um,
1: my, my micro four thirds. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, the size of the first. Here, you know, I, I, so mine's the, the E-mount, the Sony uh, sixty six hundred. It's on an E mount, but it's a mirrorless version of it. I'd really like the uh, the A seven series from Sony, but that's got the one centimeter CMOS sensor in it. Yeah, um, and you know, same lens size, but that image sensor is what makes all the difference, isn't it? You know and that it is, and, yeah. And you say, but it's interesting though this this from Michin quote, because he also talks, isn't he, around the periscope lenses that are in or supposedly yeah, well, going
1: to be in the fourteen, the fifteen. Yeah, yeah, but it's they were very light on detail on that one. Yeah, yeah, but 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 we've
0: but, talked about that before, I'm sure. Yeah. Because they were rumoured to be, weren't they rumoured to be in um, the 13th? Yeah. Yep. I'm not saying, you know, this is the probably It's a rumour. The whole thing is rumour. I get that. But we spoke about that before and they didn't, they never came up, did they? Nothing changed in the the camera design apart from the, um, the, well, basically the the autofocusing, wasn't it, for the tracking of the, the cinematography mode? And obviously, if we get a forty-eight
1: megapixel sensor, that's not to say you're going to get a forty-eight megapixel photo out of that. Apple could be taking that forty-eight megapixel, chopping it in half, and using it to merge uh, individual pixels to get better light, get a better clarity, whatever it is. You know, so take out a, a much larger resolution photo and shrink it down.
0: Yeah, I know. Look, I'm all up for a bigger, um, bigger sensor sizes in that. And be more megapixels, but at what cost? I guess that's the only thing, isn't it? You know,
1: uh, and then, you know, Apple. I'm sure will only do it when they they feel it justifies it. It gives something better. You know, they haven't been, they've been on a 12 megapixel sensor for probably the last five or six years. So uh, yeah, because
0: they haven't really changed. Let's <laughs> be honest. Yeah,
1: why change um, now unless it's actually going to add something?
0: Well, that's Apple's. That's Apple's ethos, isn't it? On a lot of things, isn't it? If it ain't broke, why change it? You know, um, some things they will innovate with but you're right core things like cameras and that they just up the computational side of it and yeah you know it does well but i guess yeah interesting i'm um, whether or not we'll see because i i am upgrading this year you know as in end yep. of this year um so yeah i i'm i'm hoping it's good but you know what'll happen we'll get to, we'll get to september and then the rumors will drop for the iphone 15 when they would be like oh, hang on a minute well i was waiting for the 14 where's all my stuff gone yeah that's the way it goes so then what else have you got for us this week then
1: Carl one last minor one around the sim card tray Mm so this is a weird one we've had basically three different rumours more or less saying different things so we we had some uh, site out of was this Brazil called blog do iPhone basically saying that the iPhone 15 Pro models will be eSIM only Mm -hmm. so no physical sim card anymore then Mac rumours followed up and said well their sources say Apple has advised major U.S. carriers to prepare for launch of an eSIM-only smartphones by September this year, so iPhone 14, <laughs> and then uh, our, our leaker, Dylan DKT, who we spoke about before, he's basically confirmed that, yes, this year it, there is going to be a model with eSIM-only, so uh, <laughs> interesting to see that. I mean, we've spoken about this before we came on air, didn't we, and um, not every country has eSIM, so I... Don't know the hell that's gonna play out,
0: so this is interesting, so because I remember when e sims launched, and there was this rumors of flying around at the same time, weren't they that uh they'll soon they'll soon wipe out physical sims, won't they and yep. they'll soon go I don't think it'll be this year um I wouldn't be surprised maybe. in another year maybe.
1: Maybe, but maybe Apple's had enough now. It's going right time ago go E sim, guys. You support us, or you don't get our business. Maybe and so. it's the carriers uh, dragging their heels.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, all of the major, mm. all of the major carriers support eSIM, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the UK, uh, yes, but even
1: that's difficult. I mean, I've I've got an eSIM sim now. Uh, a new company I started. They basically had to get your own contract and charge it back to them. So I was like, you know what? I'll go get an eSIM. And it was easy this time. I thought, right, I'll go Vodafone. I went on their website, went, chose my contract. They went, do you want a physical SIM or an eSIM? I chose eSIM. Boom, about 10 minutes later, I had an email for QR code to sign, uh, scan. Job done. But well, I tried probably a year ago at a previous company to get an eSIM. I went to EE because I thought, all right, they've got great coverage. There were some good deals. You could not get an eSIM. You had to get a physical SIM. And then activate that, and then call someone for them to convert it to an eSIM for them to then send you a QR code.
0: I think you're right. What? I think I, th- I think the carriers do need to kick up the r- rear for it because actually, yeah. you know, eSIM definitely is a good idea. Now, the, the people uproar going, oh, what happens when I'm a tourist and I travel to the X country and I buy one of the local, you know, SIMs and ten a, a local for- eSIM? Yeah, that that's what will happen. You will basically scan your phone. You'll probably just get an app and
1: say, "I'm now in this country." Uh, local one job. There's a new eSIM. Job done, and I dispose of it at the end.
0: I, I, look, it, you're right. Technology <laughs> is here. It just, it just, um, it just moves over. I think, you know, I think in America there'll be more issues because the carriers there. Have more sway, don't they? If you, you know, they, they, they have make a lot it, more. They yeah. also make it difficult for you to get out of deals, don't they? And move from one provider to another. As you say it's administration costs and all that kind of thing. That, that probably won't Europe...
1: change with eSIMs. V- it's just a delivery no, no, mechanism. No, no. It's still not going to get you out of your contract.
0: <laughs> I think in Europe, no, but I mean, as in, you know, transferring yeah. one device to another and that kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, which is it? You can do it, but you know that they'll drag the hills. I think in Europe. If it was mandated, I think it would move quite quickly. Now, obviously, we don't class the UK in that, but let's be honest, the UK will follow pretty quick. Um, I'd be all up for this. I genuinely would, right? I think there is more security to be had here with an eSIM. Yeah. I also, you know, do think this is nothing to do with Apple in terms of whether or not it goes ahead. I think it's purely on the carrier side, and you know, other you know, Samsung, Google other most other manufacturers support eSIMs, it's not new, is it at all? No. But is it can you get buy-in? Can you get them to to enforce it at a carry level that this is normal behaviour? I mean, you were saying about your business one there on a slight, you know, related story, talking about getting a work phone. I've just signed up because I've changed jobs, I've just signed up yep. for a new um a new work mobile number um the company i now work for uh they offer they can they you can either bring your own number uh, or you can you know take the company sim card and buy a phone and reimburse it what we talked about earlier yeah um so i was like oh well actually you know what maybe i'll go e because we were talking about it you've gone e-sim i was like oh, maybe i'll go e-sim then and they were like uh uh-uh, can't do e-sims because you know uh, basically, basically, it was worded like politely, but basically, it was like, yeah, because eSIM is too complicated for most people to realise what number they're using for data or work phones and running up big bills if they're, tra- you know. Well,
1: that's no different. If you had a dual SIM phone, if you went and bought yourself a dual SIM Android phone, that's no different.
0: No, no, but you know, you're like, ah, oh, yes, okay, I see a point, but it was disappointing. Um, but you know, on the other hand, I suppose I'll have another phone, work phone, which means that I can separate. Business and pleasure, so to speak, physically. But, but anyway, but yeah, I would have happily gone eSIM in that sense. But um, yeah, look, I'm not surprised at this whatsoever. This is no different to Apple pulling the 3.5 jack. It's slightly a bigger. It's a bigger deal. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but this is also on the same road to Apple removing the power port. Which I mean, I don't think it's as big as them
1: removing the three and a half mil jack. I oh, don't have to go out and buy new headphones, because it's an eSIM. I don't have to do anything different other than scan a QR code rather than sticking a rather than trying to find the uh, SIM card removal tool and oh God, stick a new SIM card in. <laughs> where did I put that? I mean, the headphone jack meant if you didn't have wireless headphones, you had to go out and buy a new one or carry a dongle around and hope you didn't lose it, and if you didn't fair, pay £10 fair, for another one.
0: Fair point, fair point. I'll, I'll give you that. Look, Apple have made it very clear, in without making it clear, if you get what I'm saying, yep. that they want to make it a fully wireless device, don't they? And they do. That is where the technology is going. That's what you're going to see. I would say within five years they will probably have achieved it. Yeah. However, I wouldn't be surprised if they do launch. Let's just say, let's just say, you know, money on the table, that they go ahead and they launch an eSIM only device this year. There will be certain markets that retain SIM cards. China. China doesn't have
1: eSIM support, so if they want to no. operate in China... Um, yeah, and
0: China's a huge market, so there will be physical yep. SIMs. Yep. But there you go. But yeah, I, you know, again, this, one is, this is one to follow, I think. This is one that we need to keep an eye on this year because this actually may have much more bigger, wider impact across the carriers. Yep. But hey, well, good rumour, good rumour. Hang on, maybe I should just close out then. So uh, with the end of the rumour mill... <coughs> so then that brings us i guess a good place to wrap up to the end of the first show of 2022 it's weird saying that but we are back with a bang and looking forward to another busy year of tech news and stories and much more to come from us so of course you can always find us online at techramp.online for our, all of our show notes, uh, links to um, the, the podcasting sites where we're hosted. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Weekly Tech Ramped, where, again, we post uh, the links to that as well. Please do leave us a comment if you wish to do so. Rate us. Uh, tell your friends about us. Or don't tell your friends about us. Depends on how you want to do it. Um, or if you've got anything you feel that we've said wrong or want to correct us, drop us a note on, on Twitter or, or, or a comment on the show. We're, we're happy to hear your words. But with that, I've been Jay.
1: I've been Carl. Have a good evening, all.